It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We just got done speaking with Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. What did he have to say? What do we think about it? We'll tell you right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available every single day. We are your daily podcast, again, on all platforms, including YouTube and the new WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in the Washington, D.C. area. There's a new streaming app in the game that's a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app for your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for viewing or for listening to this episode. If you're viewing live on YouTube, welcome, of course, to the show. We are here in Ashburn, Virginia. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. This is Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show. You can catch him and Pete there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the Team 980 or anytime along with the show on the Odyssey app. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania 621 and at LO Commanders. Yeah, and as David said, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and or your first view of the day. Either way, you consume the product. We appreciate you. Uh, as we mentioned here in Ashburn, to kick off 20 camp, 20 camp, tra- tra- training camp 2022. <laughs> if only I could speak uh, with Ron Rivera, who spoke, as you mentioned men- moments ago, uh, to the media here, uh, assembled in Ashburn. First practice will be Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you'll be boots on the ground. I won't be back here until Saturday because I have uh, the conflict with the radio show, but I'll be anxiously watching and we'll be, of course, doing uh, different episodes. But, again, you'll be here. But I guess the news uh, certainly to come out of Tuesday afternoon's opening press conference is the team officially announcing, David, that they are putting Chase Young, Chase Roulier, uh, Tyler Larson, and Logan Thomas on the physically unable to perform active list. And they're also putting um, backup offensive tackle, but important player Cornelius Lucas on the NFI list. Now, what that basically means before we get to the impact is they can't practice with the team until they are cleared off of that list, meaning those four guys that are opening up on the PUP list. The NFI list is something different. Ron Rivera said that he expects Cornelius Lucas to get cleared by doctors pretty soon, so don't. hopefully that won't be a long thing. The PUP list simply means they cannot practice, but they are included on the active 90-man roster. The reason why you put them on that list is so that in case they're not ready to go for the regular season, they can go to the season pup list as opposed to IR or have to be carried on the active 53 if they're not ready to go. So that's a brief synopsis of why you put them on that list. David, none of those names should surprise us. I can't imagine you were surprised by no. either one. I know we talked about it on a recent episode, I believe our last, mm-hmm. but we did get a little bit of a surprise. 
Yeah, there, there, so there are some surprises here, but real quick, talking about the guys that are on the list, mm-hmm. Chase Roulier uh, is one that I had, I had held out a little glimmer, a little mm-hmm. little slim chance of hope, and even you know Chase himself even kind of mentioned that you know he didn't say specifically, but kind of lent a little bit of an idea that probably right. wasn't going to happen. But I kind of hoped, you know what I mean? The offensive line is pretty important. Get as many of those guys uh, on the field as you can. But Ron said that he wasn't totally concerned about you know mm-hmm. not having Cornelius for a short period of time, not having Chase as of right now, because they do have some depth and they are getting together and they're bonding as much as possible, and that Chase actually could be the first person off that list. Chase Roulier, Chase Roulier. not Chase Young. Yes. Chase Roulier could actually be the first yep. player off of that pup list, while Chase Young is likely to be the last player off that pup list because of the nature of the injury, but also because of the specificity around his ACL, because Logan Thomas, it was pointed out by one of the media members, Logan Thomas actually tore his after Chase, but basically – Without getting too medical about it, Chase or Logan Thomas's ACL a little bit simpler, maybe I guess this is a rudimentary way for me to put it. Uh, basically, saying that Chase Young's ACL was a little bit different. So the timeline was Young against Tampa uh, on November 14th, Logan Thomas against Las Vegas on December 5th, right? And then obviously you don't have surgery right away. I don't remember the exact surgery dates, but they had surgery, you know, week and a half, two weeks later, whatever it might be. Clearly, again, a three-week at least timeline difference between Logan Thomas and Chase Young. But I got to be honest with you, maybe I missed this. I was not expecting this news because we hadn't heard that Chase Young had basically what Ron said, a more complex, a more serious uh, injury procedure than did Logan Thomas. I all along no. expected Chase Young to be on pup to open up training camp, right. but to be pretty much ready to go for week one, whereas I almost expected the opposite of Logan Thomas, of course, pup to start training camp, no. but maybe not ready to go for week one. And now, after hearing Ron talk about this, and again, he's no doctor, and things can right. change, and I'm no doctor, but now I, I, I got to be honest with you, I'm concerned about Chase Young for week one, and if he's there, no. if he's not ready for week one, David, there's a chance he could miss the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, these things, these things are always a little bit finicky, and that's kind of why, you know, Adrian Peterson did the, the entire world a service mm-hmm. by kind of showing just how quickly modern medicine can help you recover from these things. But he also kind of did a disservice because now people yes. almost look at ACLs like, boom, that's really nothing, but yep. it's still uh, certainly something. You talk about the Buccaneers where Chase Young got injured. Uh, wide receiver Chris Godwin ended up getting injured from the mm-hmm. Buccaneers uh, roster in December he is actually cleared. He's been medically cleared to start right. training camp. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be out there full cuts, full routes, and all that stuff to start training camp, but he'll be a limited participant. He'll actually be available to be on the field, which is different than, obviously, Chase Young. So another kind of situation. But remember, Chase mentioned that they actually had to cut into both of his knees in order to he do did. some of the preparation right. or some of the repairs, and I think that probably has a part to do with this. Well, well. And, and what I don't remember is was there an MCL and a PCL as part of that? I don't remember them specifically saying, okay, this is the damage in Chase Young's knee right. versus this is the damage in Logan Thomas's knee, unless I'm forgetting that. So you no. know, maybe I'm forgetting that. Uh, but but they, in a, I don't want to be too critical, but in a way. It's almost like a disservice because, like, this kind of came as a surprise, at least to me. Maybe, again, maybe I was sleeping under a rock or something. This kind of came as a little bit of surprise to me. But now that we have some sort of clarification, I would say, like, you know, if you look at who uh, – clearly this doesn't benefit anybody as a team if you want to be a good team this year. But if you're looking at – who it might benefit from a roster positioning standpoint, from a reps standpoint. Does it represent a guy like, um, uh, you know, Casey Tuhill, who was here last year, James Smith Williams, and Effie Obata? Who does it, Shaka Tony, does it 
it, 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 does anyone stand to, I guess, benefit more from the timeline that we think we now have on Chase Young? Yeah, I mean, I think I go to Casey, right? I mean, all those guys, and some of those guys are, are, are the names that Ron Rivera himself dropped as well. But I go to Casey just because last year when all this went down, or no, maybe actually it was James Smith-Williams, I'm going to correct myself, he was the one who kind of got the most reps, mm-hmm. the most games played, the most starts and all that stuff. So he kind of has that advantage. Now, it doesn't mean that a Casey Tuhill or an F.A. Obata can't come in right. and basically become that guy, depending on how well they play in tandem with Montez Sweat. And that's something that Coach Rivera talked about. It's not just the individual player, but how that player then impacts the other players uh, around him. So it's more than just singular talent. Uh, and all those things. But I think bottom line, no matter what, when Chase does get back on the field, you have the most naturally talented football player on your, your defensive front there back, and that's going to be key. But then also those guys that kind of fall back into a backup role, now they've got a, a lot of experience, a lot of, of, of training, a lot of coaching, a lot of on-the-job training, you can call it, to make that depth even more valuable. When you get to the playoffs, this team does have aspirations of making the playoffs. That's going to come back, and that's going to be very – uh, valuable, And I think Ron Rivera talking about what this team's aspirations are for 2022, very interesting. So we're going to talk about more about what Ron Rivera said Tuesday evening live here from Ashburn, Virginia, on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, we all got to have a moment of, of levity, a moment to speak honestly with each other. We've all been in situations where we could use a little bit of, a ca- of cash, a little bit of tightness in, in the wallets where money's been a little bit tight. Maybe you can only afford a little bit of money in the gas tank, or maybe there's a, an event coming up and you couldn't afford that gift that you really wanted to get. Well, there's a company called Dave, and they're here to help you if you're in that situation, whether you're living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make ends meet. If you are, it can be very, very stressful when unexpected uh, expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. You can't change the past, but what if you can go to future you and ask for a handout, ask for a bar, to borrow some money from yourself well, now you can do that with Dave, the banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that gift, or catch up on those bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit check. That's the best part of it. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get that financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, once again, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and or your first view of the day. Either way, you consume LOC. We appreciate you, David Harrison and Chris Russell. We're here at team headquarters in Ashburn, Virginia, on the eve of training camp 2022. Ron Rivera, as we mentioned, kicking it off. And, did one of the interesting things uh, that I think came out of, Ron, besides the Chase Young timeline, which, again, I think caught – certainly me by surprise, I don't want to speak for everybody, was he was asked if this is a a, a, a do-or-die playoffs-or-bust type year. 
And he said no. And he said, matter of fact, bluntly, he said no. It's not a do-or-die type year in terms of making the playoffs. Right. But he also keeps stressing how important it is to win, to yep. get the fan base back, to get the good feelings back, to get the karma back. He knows it's year three of a regime, and NFL coaches, even though he, I think, has more rope than your standard NFL head coach, he knows that year three is really an important kind of measuring stick, if you will, for uh, this franchise and, again, for most, again, in year three. So I ask you this. If it's not do or die in terms of playoffs, but yet everything Ron talks about is you know, winning and changing the culture, and that's how you change things, and that's how you get the fans back, and that's what's most important, winning and, and, and I guess, doing it right, then is that a mixed message, or can you win without making the playoffs and still have it serve a certain purpose? I mean, you can. You know what I mean? And that's where I, that's where I go against the, the mixed message narrative. And, and I think also, too, as a head coach, especially a head coach coming off of back-to-back seven-win seasons, mm-hmm. yeah, the one seven-win season did produce a division title and a playoff berth, and they went toe-to-toe with the eventual Super Bowl champions, and all those things are great. It's still a seven-win season, right? Like, no matter how you slice it, it's still a seven-win season. I think you want to avoid the word bust because what does bust also mean? What's the synonym of bust in the National Football League? Fired, right? If, if you're a if you're a player and you're yeah. a bust, right? If you're a first round draft pick and you're a bust at the end of year three, most likely it means your fifth year option is not being picked mm-hmm. up, which isn't fired, but it's about as close to fired as you can get before you're fired. Right. Well, as a head coach at the end of year three, if you're talking bust, you're talking about potentially being fired. Now, I agree. I think Ron Rivera has a lot more uh, wiggle room than a lot of coaches do in year three because of the circumstances, and I think he's done a good job of handling those circumstances for the most part. But I like the message of we're here to win because that keeps it week to week, right? If the focus is playoffs, then we're in July. I almost said August. We're not even to August yet. Mm-hmm. We're in July, and we're already thinking about late January, mm-hmm. not even mid-January because the extra week. Mm-hmm. We're talking late January, New Year, Christmas, all that stuff. We're not even there yet. Let's talk about today. Let's talk about winning tomorrow's practice. Let's start. Let's talk about winning the preseason games. Not win-loss, but just doing good things out there and taking steps forward. And then let's talk about beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's worry about that before we worry about everything else. So I like that message because with such a young team and some new veterans in the fold, I think that's the right way to go about it. That's the smart, reasonable way to approach it. There's no doubt. The unfortunate, the unfortunate We're not here for part, all that, though. Well, the unfortunate part is a lot. I, I can see it now. The fan base, maybe some. Uh, media certainly are going to spin it as, oh, Ron Rivera doesn't look at playoffs being the end-all, be-all, right? It's okay to be... Well, wait a second. He said, you know, winning, I mean, winning could be nine and eight, right? You just mentioned this team seven and nine the last two years. Well, a winning season we now know is a nine and eight season. There are no 500 seasons anymore in the NFL, right? It's either you're nine and eight or eight and nine, period. So you could win two more games this year and have that be a market improvement, but not make the playoffs. And, and I think that's probably what Ron was trying to avoid is, right. hey, listen, guys, we could win nine games. We could win 10 games and still not make the playoffs. So am I going to say it's do or die? It's playoffs or bust? No, because some things are out of our control. What Ron should have said probably, besides the whole, hey, we got to win to get the fans back and the good feeling, is, guys, it's really important for us to have a winning record, which, again, is ultimately what he means. But winning record, I think, is more important than – just putting that playoffs boomer bust type, you know, label on it. Because if you come away with 10 wins this year and say you don't make the playoffs, right? Tampa got better today. 
Okay. Um, we, we, we know that Philadelphia and Dallas are pretty good. We know that Green Bay should still be good. We think Minnesota should be better. So on and so the, the NFC West is still loaded. You could win 10 games. Maybe you could even win 11 games and still be kicked out. It's just worry about winning nine games and then you try and improve from there. But right. the minimum that this team can walk away in 2022 with the talent that they have on paper, and again, paper is worth whatever it is, is nine wins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that has to be the benchmark, right? And you hear Coach Rivera talk about winning, so that kind of alludes to that that's what they're trying to do. But not just because they want to win football games, but because they also know what it does for the community, what it does for the fan base. And that's something that I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, Coach Rivera was asked about the off-field situation and mm-hmm. the issues. And, and, listen, we catch a lot of flack sometimes from people who don't want to hear about the off-field stuff. So it has nothing to do with the football product. But you know what? The head coach of the football team, Ron Rivera, admitting today that it does. It makes his job harder as the head football coach of this team to have all this stuff going on. But he also reiterated, like he's been saying all offseason and really kind of throughout the duration of this, that his focus is on building the team. Right. His focus is on putting a winning product on the field, not because he doesn't think that the pass is, is important, not because he doesn't think that it is relevant or it should be talked about or should be dealt with, but because he knows that is the best way that he, as the head coach of this team, can really impact how this franchise moves forward. Well, he can't, it's the only thing he can control. Exa- right? Exactly, yeah. He can't tell Dan, you know, right. Mr. Snyder, as he would call him, what to say on Thursday, right. if anything. Uh, he you know says on on Thursday he can't tell him you know you can't go back and back back and back to the future like Marty McFly and fix all this stuff, but he knows that the community is star for 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 winning. They want to be connected to this team again. They want to be proud of being fans of the Burgundy and Gold, mm-hmm. and he wants that for them as well. And he wants that for the stadium. He mentioned being in packed stadiums that that have an expectation of winning, and the fans are excited, and the community loves the team. That's what he wants again. He wants to build that here in Washington. So I think it's important. To acknowledge, it does impact the football side of things. He, he acknowledged that, but the focus is still where it needs to be, which is winning football games to get everybody out there watching this show back in the stadium, hopefully watching the show or listening to the show on their way home after a win. Yeah, we want everybody to be out at FedEx Field. We want everybody to be, like you said, consuming uh, every bit of media, if you will, and, and, and getting excited uh, and all of that. And, and, again, that is what Ron can help control uh, he can't control that his owner chose day two of training camp to, you know, testify in front of Khan. He just can't control that, right? He's got to he's got to deal with it. He's got to just absorb it, but he can't control that. Again, you can't win games on J- July 28th or or whatever Thursday will be. But you know, his job is to fend his players off and shield his players from all the outside noise and outside right. distraction. And that means not only the Dan stuff, but also the naysayers, including the media, the fans, the yeah. national pundits, all that. Just worry about what you can control. Yeah. And the only thing you can control right now is, like, doing the right process, doing it the right way, and building, like you said, not worrying about week 18 before you even get to week one. Worry yeah. about week one now and the next five or six weeks. Yeah, and then maybe ask Jack Del Rio to not make anonymous comments about Lamar Jackson. Unconfirmed. Ooh. Unconfirmed. I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know why I had to go there. I had to go there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. See, that's usually something I would say. You see, I'm maybe rubbing off on poor David Harrison. Here. Well, listen, so I, I actually whispered to you during the press conference. I said, should we ask Coach Rivera if Carson Wentz has a clause in his contract where he's got to study four hours every night? But I mean, we didn't that, ask that. that. I mean, that, that would have probably gotten a, a laugh, I, I think, uh, out of Ron. Uh, may, you know what didn't get a laugh? 
is the choice that he was asked about by our colleague at WUSA 9, Darren Haynes. The head coach was asked about which fight song potential was his favorite. And the reason why he was asked that is because the commanders made a major fan announcement uh, to kick off training camp before Ron even spoke. Uh, and we're going to come back and discuss what we think about the process, about the choices, and maybe, of course, hopefully get you guys involved in the comments and uh, some of the interactions that we can do with you right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net. They are the fastest and easiest way, as you know, to get all of your betting needs, find out all of your uh, information about your favorite sports and events. Uh, they are your number one online source. So say you want to bet on the Nationals and the Dodgers on Tuesday or Wednesday night, right? The Nationals right now rolling a little bit while they have Juan Soto. Uh, You can bet on Juan Soto to hit a home run at maybe his future location, Dodger Stadium, if he gets traded to the Dodgers. Or maybe you want to take a look at whether the Nationals are going to get a third or a fourth consecutive win, and who knows, do some damage uh, to a team that they have struggled against. Um, You can do all of that at betonline.net. Again, they are your top resource for sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, and more. They have you covered. And, as David pointed out, they even have a a 7.5 sack over-under on Chase Young's sack total in 2022. You might want to bet the under based on the information we just provided, but you can only do that at Bet Online. Go there today or use your mobile device. Learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, final segment of this live episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell, coming from Ashburn, Virginia, where we just got done talking to head coach Ron Rivera about the team, about the quarterback, right? Talked about Carson Wentz, very excited about what he saw out in California, looking forward to seeing him continue to learn the scheme, learn the offense, bond with his teammates, uh, but also a heavy emphasis on building the community and the Washington Commanders fan base back up from where uh, we stand right now. And then, Chris, that led to a pre-press conference announcement from the team, not just the Pupilus, but also a uh, new new fight song, new brand identity, uh, including a mascot. I'm I'm very interested to see what this new mascot is going to look like. I'm not, not going to lie, especially after what the Pelicans rolled out their first first try. Uh, good news is you can switch a mascot without NFL approval, I think. So, right. I'm um, less interested in you in terms of the mascot uh, and even the fight song. But either way, you guys can uh, – you know, the team, of course, wants you to contribute your voice, your vote, your thoughts – uh, and you can do so on the team website, commanders.com slash HTTC. And what David basically is talking about is, you know, the timeline, as we know, the team had already announced this. Coming up in a couple of weeks at their first preseason game, their only home preseason game, against Ron Rivera's former team, the Carolina Panthers, you will hear the new fight song. But what the team did on on Tuesday, David, is give you lyrics to two songs or two versions that – 
basically are set to the same type of mode that hail to the former NFL team in Washington, because, you know, we're trying to be correct here, uh, used to be set to, right? There are some differences in terms of some of the verses. And again, you can choose one or the other. So Ron Rivera was asked by our colleague Darren Haynes at WUSN, hey, hey, like, which version uh, do you like? And Ron hadn't heard either one, right? So after a couple of awkward moments, and one of our other colleagues, J.P. Finley, basically said, hey, Ron, I'll send you the... He, he, he ultimately said, I kind of like the mission one, which is option number two. And when I see the mission one, basically the third line in the opening verse is leaders on a mission, uh, which basically replaces, um, you know, a, 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 another version in line one. The, both songs seem pretty similar. So I don't know how much creativity or variety is here. I think they wanted a throwback, certainly, and a clear connection to the old hail to the you-know-what. But yet, this also struck me as an opportunity to really separate from that, right? And yet, it seems like they wanted to kind of tie this inaugural season of the Commanders in with the previous 89 years. Yeah, which, you know, isn't a a terrible idea. You know, I mean, this fan base kind of made it very clear during the naming process and the the logo process Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to move away from history. Just because it's a new start doesn't mean we have to erase what happened uh, in the past completely, and, you know, you still see, you know, highlight reel. That was something I was kind of wondering is would future highlight reel kind of do the best they could to avoid showing the old logo mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And, and so far from what I've seen, they haven't gone out of their way to eliminate certain highlight clips mm-hmm. just because the old logo is there. So acknowledging the past while moving on uh, with the future, uh, it's, you know, for me, if, if I had to pick one, I would say leaders on a mission as, as that second and then second to last line or third and then second to last line in the song. Uh, but that goes back to my whole issue with commanders. You know, commanders aren't always on the battlefield. Uh, well, I mean, you would know more about that, you know, obviously. Some good uh, ones know, are. Some are, right, but not all of them. Exactly. I, you know, to me, I, again, I, I think when you say hail to the commanders, hail victory, which, again, is the same for either option, option one is fight for our commanders as opposed to leaders on a mission that doesn't roll off my tongue correctly. So right now, early clubhouse favorite for me would be option one. But I got to be honest with you, David. Maybe this is going to get me in uh, the unpopular category. Yeah. I ain't going to be singing to this. I'm not yeah. going to be say, uh, dancing to it. I'm not going to be celebrating it. I don't really care. All right. I care about is please, 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 please let's have a good football season one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Justin there on YouTube comments saying that he likes Ron's approach uh, to things, saying that we're trying to win, but we're not going to bank on the playoffs just yet. Uh, So he agrees with us, which is always the right thing to do, Justin. So we appreciate you chiming in and also tuning in. Absolutely. you know, just and just real quickly wrapping up the episode, I don't know if we have a lot of time to get into it. Uh, there was a, a, a quarterback tiering system as we look here at Carson Wentz on the eve of his first training camp here in Washington, third team in 13 months, as we know. We know the whole story. Mike Sando of The Athletic did this comprehensive tiering system. And to save some of the details, uh, basically Carson Wentz was grouped in and tied for number 20 among 35 veteran quarterbacks, tied with Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Uh, Some of the anonymous quotes and comments we're going to have to save for uh, hopefully another episode as things slow down a little bit, but when you hear tied for 20th with Jalen Hurts of the Eagles, a quick thought on that. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because Jalen has a lot to prove, right? And Carson has a lot to prove. But what Jalen needs to prove is that he is an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. that he's a professional quarterback, a la kind of what Lamar Jackson's concerns were coming out of college, that I think by and large he's answered a lot of those two people who are being objective. And uh, Luke Braun and I actually talked about that on Tuesday's episode of Locked on NFL. So if you want to hear my take on Lamar, by all means head over there. Um, but Carson's issues and Carson's questions, I mean, if you just look at the stat line, he's actually a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. average to above average quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, there are some critical moments where he faltered, and that's going to happen, unfortunately. But his questions are mostly personality-based, right? And they're in one quote that came out of there, a head coach uh, did say anonymously, quote, I was high on him coming out in his rookie year, but when he didn't get along with the Colts, I just went, oh, boy, that to me was the last straw. I mean, that was Frank Reich's guy. Something isn't right there, mm-hmm. end quote. My argument, counterpoint to that would be, it doesn't seem like he didn't get along with Frank Wright. It seems like he didn't get along with the owner. And that has to do with some other things that don't necessarily involve X's and O's. Jim Mercer even said that himself. It's not all play-based. It's not all winning or losing-based. Admitting that even if they had won and end up in the playoffs, Carson Wentz still probably wouldn't be with the team. So this wasn't completely football-based. So for that reason, I mean, from an evaluation for a list standpoint, I put the guy that's got the mechanics and the tools above the guy that is still having to prove he's got the mechanics and the tools because personalities change like like the seasons. I, I would agree, and 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 maybe the, the that unnamed coach said it wrong. I I don't I don't think anybody should walk away thinking that he didn't get along with Frank Wright. But I think what he was trying to say, and I'm I'm trying to interpret and read between the tea leaves, is you know that his relationship with Frank Wright couldn't save him, couldn't get him a year two, and they went and basically gave Carson Wentz, or they tried to do everything they could to get Carson Wentz uh, away. So uh, we, even without having a backup option, because remember the Matt Ryan trade didn't happen until several, several weeks ago. So I think that's what the coach meant without necessarily saying it the right way. Clearly Carson Wentz is the number one choice here. Clearly he was desired and wanted here because Washington did everything more than reasonable and fathomable to kind of get him based on the market as we understand it. And he begins in earnest uh, in year one with Washington and hopefully for Washington's sake, while they can get out of it after year one, you do not want it to go wrong in year one. So we'll continue to talk about Carson Wentz throughout. Again, you're going to be watching him uh, over the next couple of days closely. I'm going to have to rely uh, on video clips and, and your words and your analysis, and then I'm going to get a good look at him on Saturday after a couple of days uh, of practice. So we will have you covered, of course. David, again, boots on the ground here in Ashburn at the team facility uh, every morning during training camp. Uh, and, again, we will have you covered uh, with all sorts of news and analysis here, of course, on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But we want to thank you guys for joining us right here on LOC uh, and for making us your first listen of the day and your first watch of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, mentioned training camp, practice number one. David will be there on the sideline watching it. We'll have all the details, all the observations, and we'll wrap about a whole bunch more Commanders football. But now make your second listen and watch the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news as training camps are now officially open across the board. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you guys want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 on the voicemail line of Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans, for David Harrison. And to my immediate left, covering the Commanders for SI.com's 
Fan Nation and doing a great job writing all sorts of things and really trying to recruit Jesse Bates to Washington. That is a secret, underrated storyline. Well, maybe not secret, underrated storyline for 20, <laughs> training camp 2022. Meanwhile, me, I'm just trying not to get kicked out of here and not to try and keep rambling. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with more edition, more reaction to day one of training camp 2022 right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.